Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Syracuse christens the new dome with a blowout win over Louisville. The 12th man came through like we'd hoped. Congratulations to all of you. So proud of that. Uh, helping the Orange to a 31-7 win. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you in fan feedback. But the first order of business, the first coach montage of the season. Let's listen to see what Coach had to say immediately following the win. Really proud of uh, Otto's Army, uh, freshman, sophomore, junior class, the seniors, Syracuse, the community. Wow. The, the noise level was through the roof. And uh, there's no doubt that it affected a really, really special athlete uh, in Malik Cunningham. And I, I couldn't be prouder of the atmosphere that was in the JMA. Um, the players, the coaches, it was a complete, we're exhausted. It was a complete win. We left it all out there, players and coaches. And, uh, you know, we... We took some hits, and uh, we're not going to talk about them. We're going to see what the results are. But right now, you've got 100 and 105 guys in there that are just elated. And uh, they better be good. And Marshall Street better not close down because they deserve it. The defense did an amazing job. And uh, once again, even uh, and you know even the plays that they had that were successful, really, I don't I'm not saying this. We made some mistakes on. I mean, the guys were knew what the mistakes were. The coaches knew what the mistakes were, and we're looking at them. You know this. Don't do that. And they're like, "Yes, coach, I won't do it again." Well, that's great. Try not to do it the first time, okay? But uh, they really played a complete game. Couldn't be ha- happier for Coach White. Couldn't be happier for uh, those single-digit guys in that entire defense, and the way the backups came in when guys went down. Really proud of them. Well, watch this. Here's my thing about the penalties. Are there, were there too many? Yep. Were there a lot on both sides? I haven't looked. I'd imagine there's a lot on both sides. That they have a lot too. Yeah, I mean, like false starts and like snapping practice. Right. Probably. I mean, I don't, you know better than me. Well, I, I, I have. 
Haven't looked at it yet, but I'll have a lot better feel for it by Monday. But some of those penalties were aggressive penalties. Some of those, when you watch what was going on, you know, you don't, you don't like the penalties were, you know, the mental, the mental ones. But when you talk about the game and their effort and what they were trying to overcome, I mean, you know, I don't know if you've been there or not. This is a guy that's, this is a bully that's beating you up three times in the, in the courtyard and you haven't eaten for a while, and he's taking your money, and he's taking your peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know, and, and you're getting skinny, and you need something to eat. So it was great to finally get an opportunity to uh, win a game against him, and we're going to take it. It's the first game of the year, and even with those penalties, we're gonna, we have a, a tool now, and we can go back and work on those, which is what you're supposed to do on games where you start the season you have an opportunity to clean some of that stuff up and it doesn't show up so much in a conference game it's drastic so we've got some games where we go back and clean some things up before we go back into conference garrett schrader played a really well-balanced game tonight rushing passing was there anything in particular that you feel like he really excelled at tonight being the field general you know being competitive uh showing guys that he's willing to give it all up and end it right there to get a first down to win a game. I mean, there's no doubt you can follow him. He shows you the way. And if you're not going to give the same effort that he's given, boy, you better be a heck of a politician. You better be able to talk it right off. The, I mean, you better be able to talk because he's an action guy and you, and you want to follow his lead. Hey, Coach. Um, you know, it's probably the, I think this is the sixth time you faced um, Lee Cunningham. Since you know, since you guys have faced Louisville, and uh, just want to know, like, did it take some time still, like, trying to figure him out? Did this it... was a new approach. This was not the same. The other times we lost was an old approach. This was a new approach, and I, and uh, I'm not going to say it, you know, publicly like this because it's not right. It's not proper. But if you want to off, off camera, offline. Without you putting it in print, I'll be glad to tell you. I know that's hard for you guys sometimes. So if you can't do it, don't break, don't break my rule and lie to me. Don't look me in the eye and lie. But if you want to know and not print it, I'll tell you. It reminded me of the good old days. And it also told me that we, we need more. You know, I, it was a lot of people in there, but it wasn't a full house. And uh, someone told me, well, if you win, they will come. Well, we won. I'll be looking to see you real soon. To go out and we had to see a punt that goes longer than nine yards, to see guys traveling and covering. We had a situation where we had a, a person offsides and we kicked the ball and the ball went down to the 27 yard line. Is this enough detail for you? And then instead of taking the ball on the 27 yard line, they backed us up five yards and told us to kick again. And all those guys had ran down once. And all, most of those guys are on the starting defense. And everybody looked at me like we were going to take them off and sub them out. We're not subbing them out. If they need to take a blow, they can take a blow on defense. And then we ran them down again five yards further. And I'm really sure, I'm not, I'm not perfect. Lord knows I'm not. But I'm really sure that when the smoke cleared, the ball was back on the 27-yard line again. They had did an unbelievable job, and watch this, of stopping a returner that we know is dangerous because we signed him. Okay, and he used to be our starting tailback, and we wish nothing but the best for him. But we know how good he is, and we're not going to kick that ball to that young man and to be able to tackle him in that situation. That's big-time special teams. That's just a start.
right, Joe, let's get right to it. The first coach montage of the football season. An exciting game last night, obviously. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. The only The only way I did not see this going, and I said it was a Syracuse blowout of Louisville. And it's exactly what they did. So, uh, but yeah. I, we both felt good about this game coming in. Um, I got most of my feels from from the players themselves, just watching interviews, listening to them talk, and feel, and just you could tell they they were just so ready to uh, get after it in the dome um, and opening up against Louisville in a huge game and a game that nobody had. Um, Syracuse, except for me, you, and a few others. I, I mean, I went back through uh, last night before uh, I, I had my last, my last beer. I celebrated with one and went back through and just checked the local, the local picks made. There wasn't many picking Syracuse. No. Um, so, look, a, a, a big win, and um, we'll talk about it here, and then we'll move on from it. But it's, it's one to gloat about, I feel like. Yeah, and, and we did talk about that as well. I know that when you brought that up, uh, I remember I I brought up the fact that we just haven't had a close game with him, right? And that in you know last year there was times when you know there was pressure on Louisville to score and Malik Cunningham, um, you know they they turned the ball over, uh, and that's what you saw. Um, I think we got out early, we kept it close. And then in the second half, there was pressure there. And um, I mean, one interception was really, really just amazing. The other one was a really, really awful throw. And then he started getting sacked and hit and fumbling. So, you know, we, we kept it close. Like Coach said, we, we had a different approach. And, I mean, I, I what a way to start, man. What a way to start. An excellent way to start, obviously. And uh, we'll go to Coach's first point, and that being Otto's Army, the local crowd there. Obviously affected Cunningham. It was a great effort by them. The 12th man was a problem for Louisville, without a doubt, and especially Malik Cunningham. And we talked uh, during the preview, and and I said, you know, I think that for Syracuse to be successful, they're going to need the crowd. And the crowd, man, it was loud. Uh, It doesn't come across the TV very often. Last night, it came across uh, many times. It was very loud there. Um, you can tell. I mean, they 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 burned a timeout because the noise once they just um, totally flustered, and uh, enough can't be said about uh, about that. And I think you know just to couple that with coaches towards the end of his um, uh, towards the end of the montage there, where he talks about the crowd again, um, and he says, "If you win, they will come." We've always talked about Joe. What comes first? The wins are the asses in the seats, right? And, and I think we both agree. At least I think that you got to win. You got to get. You got to win to get the tickets sold, to get people in there, to get them excited about it. And with the crowd that we saw last night, and with a win that we saw last night, I think uh, the Purdue game is another another big. It's non-conference, but it's a big non-conference game. And I think um, that will be the telltale of of how the trajectory for the crowd's going to go for the year. But uh, needless to say. Hey, look, they got the win. It's time to start filling those seats. Yep. Yeah, 37,000 something, I think, not, showed up. Not terrible, yeah. Not terrible. Uh, they made, know, the they, people who were there made up for the lack of, the, you know, they made up for the empty seats for sure. Absolutely, 100%. And like you said, you, you could hear it. Um, and that was a crowd we needed. And, you know, I, I just, 
don't know if it was because of Louisville or it was because, you know, normally this this time of season, you know, they blame it on what? Apple picking. <laughs> Apple right? picking. The, the state, state fair. fairs yeah. going on. Even right? the state like, fair got a shout out last night from ACC Network, too. Yep. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, again, there wasn't – I would have liked to have seen 40. I think that that's a good – uh, benchmark for an op- open a home opener, you know, to kind of let you know how the how, um, how the fans how the, feel for the season. Yeah, for the season and have expectations and stuff. And so, wasn't awful, but like you said, the people that were there, they made up for it. I, I talked to a couple of my buddies that were at the game that said it was it was crazy loud. And um, yeah, man, I mean, they did them right in the right. They were loud in the the spots they needed to be. They were loud from the beginning. Uh, you know, the team got him, in, him into it. And, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that we shouldn't be able – we should be able to – if we go to UConn and, and take care of business next week, then, I mean, we should be looking at a situation where we got 42,000, 45,000 coming up to the Dome to watch us play Purdue. Yeah, and let's hope. And I think um, I think they will. I think we're going to see – you know, we remember that after the 10-win season, there was record, record um, uh, season ticket – sales so um you know it does it does it does transfer the wins do transfer into asses in the seats i I think it's just plain and simple uh the defense was amazing we knew they were going to be good uh with the returning linebacker core we're a little bit weary about the um about the front line there and but they they proved to be good man um you know malik cunningham as time wore on was just little by little going less and less forward you know i mean uh, uh you had a goal line stand you knew malik Cunningham was going to get the ball for that they went forward on fourth and fourth and what two or something like that instead of taking yeah. the, instead of taking the easy points when the game was still somewhat close um you had two forced fumbles uh, one recovered um back-to-back possessions for louisville resulting in interceptions i mean the defense just all in all i mean just you know, we got Stefan Thompson. We don't know what's going on there, but um, just amazing, amazing uh, showing for the defense. Michael Jones, he said he was chomping at the bit to get to no. get into this game. He did not you disappoint. You did. Yeah. He did not disappoint. He got his mitts on on uh, Cunningham uh, clean uh, by himself once for a sack. So. Uh, just just amazing to hold this this offense to 7 points is amazing and for a quarterback who threw 6 interceptions last year he threw 2 against Syracuse in the first game of the season that's a, just huge i think it speaks volumes i really do it, well and you know that were that was all the talk and you even heard it in the commentators and, and I mean, they were just talking all night how they were impressed with Schrader but Malik Cunningham was the guy coming in that we thought. I mean, he had a 25.6 QBR when it was all said and done. And mm. uh, honestly, like what we talked about and all the – I still know that there's depth situations in certain areas, right? But, I mean, I I looked at the defense yesterday as better than advertised, better than I actually thought. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what the deal is with, you know, the Louisville receivers. And I don't know if, if it's the receivers or not, but, I mean, our – Defensive backs just locked them up. Um, that Garrett Williams interception was an amazing, amazing, just crazy individual effort. He did not have to do that. That wasn't even his job, but he saw it and he saved them. Uh, to me, that was play of the game. And oh, it was um, just it was just demoralizing for Louisville. Oh, they catch that at seventeen fourteen. They get a little bit of momentum, and yeah. then who knows, right? 
Um, but just to see that defensive line, I mean, Lockett was holding his own. Okachuku, Steve Linton, who wasn't even on the two deep, had a crazy good game. Um, and then to see, you know, hopefully Stefan Thompson is is okay. But, you know, he got banged up. Obviously, Chris Elmore looks like he's out for the season. I mean, if I had to guess. Uh, That's unfortunate, but, unfortunate that he just can't seem yeah, to stay yeah. healthy. It didn't look uh, good yep. because it wasn't no. much going on there. And when there's that no. much going on and you go down like that, that's never good. Yep. And, um, you know, Marlo Wax, he went on, he went down that one time, but it, I think it was just a stinger in his shoulder and stuff like that. So Led the team in tackles, you, I think Marlo Wax did too. Yeah. But when, you, but when they came out and you saw Chase Simmons come in, you saw Derek McDonald, he came in, he had a half a sack and an interception. Um, who was the other one? Chase Simmons, um, oh Leah Lowry, came Lowry in, right? That's right yep. But McDonald, McDonald, I mean, he he impressed the crap out of me. So I mean, just all these question marks and whether or not we have depth here. You know, what happens if we lose one of our linebackers? Well, I mean, I think that we got a guy or two that can come in. You know, I saw different guys going in there and making different plays. I mean, that defensive line went against a damn offensive line that had four to five returning starters with this quarterback, and they did that. I mean, obviously, you, I I think that we were aggressive, but like a like it was a controlled aggression. You know, we didn't over pursue. There's plays where, you know, we knew that there's going to be holes and that he was going to end up stepping up to try to run, and then we just closed him. And we just closed in on him. Um, to hold him to 13 carries for 34 yards is is amazing. It is amazing, and uh, we'll piggyback on that right after this. Uh, the penalties. For Syracuse were atrocious. Um, just the fa- the false starts were totally unacceptable. Um, it was the worst aspect of the game a year ago. Well, that's a totally different team. I'm not even going to make that comparison. But it's not right. easy to win. It's not even. It's not easy to win when you have that many penalties. They overcame a bunch of those drives where there was like two, three uh, uh, false starts. Um, the uh, um, illegal formations. First of all, there was one illegal formation that didn't look illegal to me, but whatever. Maybe right. it was the angle I was looking at was the second one. But the first one, it's like, come on, like get your crap together. Like, you know, just I understand what Coach said. He obfuscated the question. He got into, you know, about just first game jitters basically against a good team, which I, you can chalk up some of it to that. But this stuff, fortunately, is is fixable. Yes, and that's the good thing. You know, if we were seeing, you know, there was three drop passes, but if we were seeing like that, like we had in the past couple of years, it would be a huge problem. There were some amazing catches made. Um, yes. Aside from the couple drops, right? So not real worried about that. I'm not super worried about the false starts and, and those types of things. And they weren't getting picked on. I was seeing them before the flags were even thrown. I mean, they were just clear as day on the false start stuff. So um, Syracuse, 18 penalties for 107 yards and seven penalties for 50 yards for Louisville. There was a clear missed face mask on Tucker. I might as well say it now because it happened so early in the game. It just pissed me off. Um, So um, in the two targeting calls, Joe, I mean, while we're talking about refs and stuff, well, well, it turned out to be one targeting call, but it looked like the same exact play to me. looked like that same exact. You could have put those side by side and it was the same hit. Ah, see, to me it was a little bit different, and I just because it looked to me like that defender, like the guy that got the guy got the guy that got kicked out. He got kicked out for targeting, I think, because it was a helmet to helmet situation. Yeah. Um. 
But the other one was a crackback that I think the only reason he didn't get thrown out was because he didn't go helmet to helmet. Um, so that, I think, was a little bit of the difference. The first one, the guy they, the guy was a little bit more squared up. So I don't think – I didn't look at that one as, as bad of like a crackback as much as he just went helmet to helmet, and that's targeting in any position anytime someone's going to hit in college. Right. Um, it was blindside other, hit, yeah. The other one was a crackback. Guy didn't see him coming. I'm just glad that you know our two players got out of that um, healthy because well, those you know those hits can. Wasn't can, Stephon Thompson one of them? No. Oh, okay. All right. No, Stephon Thompson hurt his leg on. It was that play, but it was okay. because right. the, gotcha. he got juked and he kind of fell and yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, but well, I mean, it's we talked about the pre-snap penalties a little bit when we were talking about you know this new offense. And everything like that, um, and you know how moving people around and seeing different types of motions and different type of um, just more form- complex, it's more complex formation. Well, yeah, but that's a lot of those times. Like if if you have um, if if you don't have the athletes, or if you know it's it's a way to get people open. It's a way to get you know your receivers to be able to come off the line and. Um, get like a running start so that they're not getting jammed at the line of scrimmage and stuff like that. So all those things are, are really helpful. And a lot of the swing passes we did to opens up the middle of the field, the Tucker, I think that that's going to be a huge change this year as far as a help, um, both to get the ball in Tucker's hands more, but also to open up the middle of the field. And um, But with that and with a little bit of the more exotic – you know, stuff and moving around comes the penalties until you really, really get used to it. So I, I feel like that was going to be an intended, you know, one of the unintended consequences with changing this. But, um, but like you said, it's fixable. So, and I mean, we won with 18 damn penalties and three, four drop that's balls. What that's what I'm saying. I mean, this, this doesn't happen last year. It's, it's a tough comparison to make because the team looked totally different, but it just doesn't. You don't. You don't. You can't win like that unless you're unless you're dominating every other aspect of the game, which is what they did. <laughs> so, yes. so, yeah. uh, Gear Trader. I mean, he just looked way more confident. So he was so like just, just the the awareness. The just he looked so comfortable. Um, just his throwing everything. Like he's going over defenders. He's putting balls right where they need to be all the time. Um, you know, just an obvious leader on the field. I think I think that came through as as coach mentioned, uh, being the general out there. And to be quite honest with you, he looked more like Malik Cunningham than Malik Cunningham. Yeah, two, 18 for twenty five, two thirty seven, two touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, and then sixteen rushes for ninety five yards and a touchdown. And he could have done more. And he is man. He got out of a couple hairy situations. <laughs> And just was like blew my mind. I mean, it blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. It's just amazing. The the elusiveness. Uh, I mean, we have a dual threat quarterback. If he could keep this up, and these receivers, they had. I think they had three drops. But it, I mean, look, first game of the season, whatever. I think that's fixable too. Uh, this this kid this this kid uh, Garrett Trader man is going to be. I, I, f- I feel like if he could stay healthy and, and continue playing for the rest of the year. Um, when he leaves Syracuse, he's going to be missed. Oh, I mean, without a doubt, it all just depends on who we have behind him, right? I mean, yeah. Dungy was missed, but we were like, hey, we got DeVito, we're going to be okay. <laughs> oh, 
And then, right? then, then the last three years happened, right? Right. So, um, and I mean, we knew that Garrett had this in um, last year. I think he showed flashes we did. with. We did, think, but there's the Schrader haters. There's I mean, the Schrader haters, but we talked about all the different types of things that go into it. You know, the the fact that you know, you need to pass block, and the fact that the receivers need to get open, and all that other kind of stuff. And honestly, like realistically. I'm, to me, yesterday, I saw number one, obviously, a, a confident guy, and this is this is how, you, this is part of our problem last year, going five and seven, and for four games we were playing two quarterbacks, not even figuring out who's who's who, and then Strader finally gets the nod after four games, and yeah, then it takes him four, a couple three weeks games. to get to get up there, you know, to get to the point where he's running it or it feels like his team, you know, so that's the problem with with coming into the season not knowing who your starter is going to be. I mean, to see, I mean, you could tell it was his team. Oh, absolutely. Like he, he's not in a quarterback battle. He's not worried about losing his job. He's not out there playing nervous and playing afraid to make a mistake. He, that is his team. And he is, <laughs> he was amazing last night. And then you, and then the one thing I immediately saw too, is how good of coaches Robert and I, and, I and Jason Beck are. I mean, you immediately saw yesterday how much better the play calling was, how much better these coaches are putting these the same players we have from last year, putting them in better positions to be successful. And I mean, you you could it was easily easily seen that their coach. I mean, the coaching is way way better with that and with special teams. Yeah, and you know, Gear Trader, hopefully another year of this, and um, and, and just look for him to get better throughout the year and more comfortable it's going to be an uh, you know it's not an easy as we talked it's not an easy schedule no okay? no he's going to have to avoid some of the hits if i have one criticism of garrett trader it is not um sliding enough and, and eh. he, he did towards the end but he i mean that's I mean, not he, my, my criticism would be tighten your stupid chin strap oh well yeah that too uh, it, Always but, getting his helmet knocked. Yeah, off. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He did, the big beard was an excuse, maybe last year, but he doesn't have that this year. Um, but, but he did make some crucial first down runs by not sliding too. So I think it's it, it just a matter of knowing when to do it. Well, I just don't want to see the dude get hurt. Right. Well, but, I mean, none of us do. Right. But, I mean, he's flying through the air, jumping over people. He's sneaky, like like they're what, they're calling him the magician. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was that one play was a third down play, and he had ran backwards and then just scooted by a couple defenders and tight roped the sideline a little bit there, and he ended up getting the first down. It oh, was yeah. amazing. The guy, when he jumped over the guy, but it wasn't really like a Lamar Jackson hurdle. It was yeah. more of like a he slowed down his whole speed and kind of changed his body, and it just the guy missed him. And I mean, ran sixteen times for ninety-five yards. So, and when you look at his passing. With the three or four drops, if if they would have been caught, which they were all catchable balls, the ones that, that were dropped. And then 21 for 25, at least. 21 for 25, 22 for 25, and you probably can throw up another 60. You know, he'd be close to 300. Yeah. I mean, that's a hell of, that's a, hell of a day. Against a decent team. Yeah, you know, against that, a decent team. I mean, they're not known for their, their defense. The, no, they're they not. weren't last year. But we're not but, known I mean, for no. our offense. I mean, we're known for... You 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 have great Schrader. Once I learn English, I'll say it. You have Schrader. And we we said you know if he can throw the ball, this offense is gonna be freaking dangerous because we already know he can run it. 
Like, what do they cover? What do they do? You got um, Tucker, you know, 21 carries, 98 yards. And then I think he, um, six receptions for 85 with that long 55-yard um, little screen pass or whatever that was, a little dunk pass. But anyway, you, you got to worry for passing to Tucker. You got to worry about Tucker running. You got to worry about Schrader running. And you got to worry about Schrader passing. That's a lot of it for a defense to worry about. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, look. And I, that's the thing is, is if our offensive line stays healthy and obviously they get a little bit more disciplined with these, you know, penalties. I mean, the question is, I mean, how many guys do you need to bring to the box to stop that read option with, with Schrader and Tucker? Um, because then, I mean, how many one-on-ones do you have? Uh so it's just going to make it easier for the passing game if they can consistently run like this. Um, and, again, the coaches are putting them in great positions because as soon as they start coming in, they start doing those swing passes to Tucker. And, I mean, again, I'm glad that the coaches, they stuck with the, the read option with Sean Tucker and Garrett Schrader because we knew that it worked, and they knew that it worked coming in. But it was the little wrinkles and things that they had off of that that was going to be interesting to see and what was really going to be, you know, how much better is this offense going to be? Or is it going to be the same kind of can't throw only run? And I just think the things that they added um, first game, I mean, day one, it just looks to me like it's a very, very improved offense with yeah. an improved defense too. So imbalanced I mean, that was one of the things coming into here that, you know, and I was going to do and he um, absolutely accomplished that. Uh, Malik Cunningham, the kryptonite. Coach thinks he's got it figured out. He didn't give away his secret, but obviously they they did something different and it worked. So um, a little icing on the cake there. I think you know you get the Coach Babers swag on that a little bit, and um, I think the <laughs> just the coaches that were brought in and and being able to uh, not have to worry about the quarterback and all of these things coupled together just are going to create the type, this type of environment. And, um, you know, it's, they did have a long time to prepare for Malik Cunningham. So there's that, right? I mean, if you want to play devil's advocate a little bit, but, uh, they, they did it, man. Now I don't remember many defenses shutting Cunningham down like that. Um, and like you said, 34 yards rushing on 13 carries, mm, just, uh, dominance so yeah and one of them was for his long was 14 well yeah, yeah so okay. take away that 14 you're talking 12 for 20 yeah 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 not good no um coach wraps it up with the special team stuff mentions uh it's nice to, to uh have a punt go further than nine yards which yes is amazing we made plenty of jokes and in, in, in things last year about the punting game and the kicking game uh, a little bit in general. It wasn't great, but uh, Von Marburg from Wagga Wagga, New South Wales, with the <laughs> leg. I think he, I think he averaged, uh, I think he averaged like forty-one, something yeah. like that, right? So with a long of forty-nine and two were punted inside the twenty. And then you look at what Coach said and um, Satterfield's decision to take the five-yard penalty after you got the ball out to the 27 and make him kick again uh, to uh, Jawar Jordan, the ex-SU player. And he had me nervous a couple of times. But, yep. 
But to have to re-kick a ball when, after you tackle someone in, at the 27, it's kind of like, oh, well, crap, you know, where they got up their sleeve type thing or whatever. But I was a little nervous, but what a tremendous job by, by um, uh, Von Marburg and special teams all together in general. So pretty good. I was, uh, yeah. I was, I was happy. So, yeah. Well, the tackling overall. That was yeah, it was thing. good. I mean, yeah, it's good. I mean, sure. the tackling overall was good, and then you know it's good when I mean, right from the beginning. And again, if if anybody listened to the commentators, they were talking about it in the beginning. We had a lot of good open field tackles. You know, um, our our secondary is making tackles, um, and it's just good to see. You know, I mean, seeing Jihad Carter come up and tackle. Uh, you know, Marshawn Ford, who's possibly an NFL tight end, very close, um, just one-on-one. It's, it's just impressive, you know, and seeing some of the stuff that Garrett Williams could do and good thing for him to – he made some, some good plays, man. Yeah, good he was plays. the one with the, that interception in the end zone. Yeah, and he's the one that, that uh, chased down the little reverse oh, pass right. that they had. Yeah, they t- got him. That was before they went for it on fourth down there. That was when they got down yeah, there. Yeah, which I, I didn't agree with. I think it's, if you're Louisville, you take, you take, you know, you take the field goal. And I think that's what it was. It was so loud. And I feel like, like we talked about how hungry we were to, to get this game. And there was just a few, few times, you know, I think that not taking that field goal, I think, was, was something that, you know, that hurt Louisville, you know, and then it got to um, the second half where he threw that interception. I mean, really both plays that Garrett William made um, stopped just the momentum, getting him within a touchdown. You know, if they get a touchdown on that long pass to make a 17, 14, then you never know. You don't know what happens with, with momentum. So um, he made some huge, huge plays. Mikel Jones made some huge plays, obviously the offense and everything, but, you know, I, I was just so proud to see the way that they handled themselves on. I mean, the, the the depth and the younger guys on, like you said, special teams, and then when they had to come in and actually help on defense, it was just it was impressive. That was that was one thing that I didn't really, I didn't expect to see. Yeah, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised by a couple of those, those things, but um, all in all, uh, this was one on my list that was really on the fence about winning or losing. I'm so glad that they won, but I'm also glad that, that I picked them to win too, because, uh, <laughs> you know, I just felt like it was going to be a good game. It wasn't a good game for Louisville. Right. I thought it'd be more, I thought it'd be close throughout. That's all. But I mean, hell amazing performance by Syracuse at home. And, um, it's good. So Syracuse starts out one zero. I believe they 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 lead the division. That's huge, and, and this even In goes back. Play. To, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was a huge win as far as like what we talked about, and you know, we did the, the preview show with you know Tyler, and we were talking about you know where where we thought they were going to be and what the first five games before going into that bye week before NC State and stuff. Um, you know, this just puts a target, you know, on that, that Purdue matchup pretty pretty big. But winning this game just makes it to where I feel like I feel like we have a great, great percentage to to go for at least four and one in these first five. And I, I would have loved to have seen the percentage or the chances, the probability of Syracuse making a bowl game 
before this game and then Syracuse making a bowl game after this game. Because like to what you said, this was definitely one of them. If we want to go bowling, yeah, this was yeah. one I feel like we needed to yeah. get. And I and I I got them at seven and five for the season. In this is that really this I needed this one to even yep keep that alive. So, anyways, all right, that's it from us. Time to hear from you. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. Uh, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. I ask you for your thoughts on said game. You go there, you leave your thoughts, and we talk about them here. So, uh, man, it's been a long time since we I've said that. Yeah. <laughs> it feels crazy. It feels, for whatever reason, it feels longer in between doing this this year than last year. I guess it's because Syracuse didn't make the tournament. It's probably what it is. Probably. You know, you get an extra few, you know, a couple weeks maybe out of it. Lost, lost yeah. the first game of the Bayheim's Army. Yeah. So, well, we don't do that with this, with this, with that. But, I mean, well, no. anyways, it feels good. That's my point. Look, at if not now when 84, okay? This guy's been a fan feedback favorite for quite some time. Never knew up until four days ago. I was four days ago years old when I realized at if not now when 84 is the same Michael as the Michael in the Spotify green room. So yeah, I, I didn't know that Joe knew that you knew that I did. Why didn't you ever tell me? I had no idea. I thought there were two different people. So this whole time I, just, I thought two people listen to the podcast. Now it's, now I realize it's just one, uh, same guy. Sorry. Uh, that's cool. Though. I just assumed you knew. I don't know. I, it, no, I had no idea. Defense, if not when, now when, 84. Defense, 10 of 10. Offense, line, 6 of 10. Schrader, 9 of 10. Clean up the penalties, and um, Louisville probably won't score in this game. The dome was rocking and uh, messed them up a couple of times. Love that. Overall, great win. Go Cuse. Yes. Um, I, know, I thought the offensive line did better than 6 out of 10. I might give them a 7. Because I was pleasantly no. surprised. I know that I know. But if you're only going by the blocking, yeah, well, I guess we gotta throw the penalties in there, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was. You're right. You're right. You're right. I might give him a five now. I might give him right. a five now. But yeah, you're right. I was. Ju- I was talking about just the pure uh, protection aspect of it. But okay, fair I enough. I wonder if our fans were still being loud when we were on offense, and that was what was going on, or if it was just really because I don't know. I couldn't really tell. But um, remember Trevor. Remember Trevor Pena's. Which one? His this, fall start. He ran a route. Yes, he did. He was downfield. That's, that's, that's embarrassing. I've done yeah. that before. That's embarrassing. But yeah, um, you know, dude, they were yourself. hyped. They were hyped up. Like Coach said, he gave him the excuse of they were hyped up, man, ready to go. Uh, at Tim Abbott, forty-four. Uh, they tried to handicap themselves with the penalties, but somehow fought through it. Defense played phenomenal. Seems to be a new attitude, uh, a tough and a toughness about this team. Time will tell. That's a good point. It is a new attitude, and I do think it, uh, this team is tough. This is a tough team. Um, I thought it, I thought last year's team was tough. I'm, I just think that you know, with everything going on with the quarterback change in the beginning, you know. Uh, but I thought that they were a tough team. It's just this year they're tougher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's solid. Um, by the way, got the phone. I got my phone. I got a new phone, so I got no more cracked screen. 
Nice. Good job, bud. Yeah, right? Right? At Cuse Waterboy, our good buddy. Uh, tried to tell people this team was different. Maybe now they'll listen. The defense fully understands Tony White's scheme and was flying around the field. Schrader did major work in the offseason. Chuck in the Rock. Two weeks. Let's pack the dome for Purdue and my daughter's first game. Let's effing go. There you go. You got to pack the dome for uh, Waterboy's daughter's first game. Got it. You got it. You know, she's going to be wearing the muffs, I'm sure. Okay. Make it worth it. Make it worth the purchase. Um, I think. Like you said, Joe, coming out of this UConn game, hopefully going into this Purdue game, this this the fans will be energized and, and pack the dome. But we we kind of touched on the fact that none of us really knew what we were going to see with this defense this year and them learning this 3-3-5 scheme and kind of uh, perfecting it and in, in, in having kind of the pieces in place and in in the way that Michael Jones talked about it in his interview on media day, I was just like, man, I'm telling you, I think that this is going to be something to see. And it sure was. Uh, I just feel like, Oh yeah. I just feel like the sky's the limit right now with the defense. And, you know, you don't get these opportunities often where you have this, these amount of players returning and of this caliber, you know, not just returning, but like these these players of this caliber returning and the, how special Michael Jones is and even, you know, Chestnut and Williams and just, man, it's got, they've got a, they've got an opportunity to make this year on defense really special. So, Oh yeah. And then that's the thing too, is it's like, we have a lot of starters coming back, right? The only difference is our defensive line. Yeah, as far as defense is concerned, they had a lot of starters come back in their offense. A couple of playmaking tight ends, I think, a running back, and 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 an offensive lineman. Like they, it's not like this offense for Louisville is really like that far off as far as personnel from what they had last year when they beat us forty-one to three. I think the only difference is they got a new offensive coordinator, which again, so do we. So we're still dealing with the same kind of adjustment and situation, and um, it's you know. It's like what we talked about. Trying to figure it out. Two new offensive coordinators. And realistically, it's just going to be who, who's more prepared, who's, who's ready. And you saw mistakes on both sides. You saw that they weren't, you know, none, nobody's, no, no sides were completely sharp in, you know, in midseason form. But we were just more prepared and we were more hungry. And uh, sometimes in the first game, that's all you need. Um, With a little help from our friends, right? 12th man. Yes, exactly. David in the Spotify green room says, are you guys willing to change your preseason picks for wins this season? Would you up it by another win or two based on what you saw last night, or is it too soon? Well, I would say this. I would say this. I was right last year. Joe was not. Joe kept it safe last year with a six and six. Joe kept it safe again this year with a six and six. So I got him at seven and five. I'm going to keep it right there because I still feel like there's a couple of things that need to go right for that to come to fruition. And I think that it's possible that they could be better than that. I think it is possible, but I would, I would hold on that. Joe, what about you? Yeah, I just that's I guess my one thing because we've seen this before, right? Now, yeah, right. yeah, you don't want to get, get too win. excited, I mean, right? We didn't even make a bowl game the year we beat Clemson. True. So, yeah. At the end of the day, I don't want to overreact. Um, you know, we did not come out of that injury free, and I think that there is a little bit of. I mean, we lose Chris Elmore for the year. 
then that's going to hurt a little bit, I think, in the long run, you know, because that's just the depth situation. And we also know that there's people in certain positions that we can't afford to get injured or else changes the whole projection of the season. When you saw saw Tucker rolling around on the ground, you you thought... I had a knot in my stomach. I had to pause it and go outside for a second because... (laughs) I rewound it. I was like, not first game. I rewound it because they weren't showing the damn replay. They were just showing him writhing. And I saw a knee hit him on his inner thigh. First of all, in slow motion, I'm not going to pass judgment, but in slow motion, it looked like on purpose. Now, I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying it looked... Slow motion brings out those types of aspects, I think, when you look at it. You know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I would like to hope it's not. But either way, um, just (laughs) just a, you know... It's like getting punched in your inner thigh. I mean, it had to have been a stinger. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? He was out for a little while. I mean, he doesn't get that, and he easily breaks his 100 yards. I mean, he probably He almost did, have, yeah. There, but there's no reason to keep the coach, the coach to keep him in there just to get your 100 yards. But, yeah, I mean, it's the first first game. We don't know how good these teams are, you know. What if Louisville turns around and they lose every game or they go two and whatever, you know. Like, yeah, we, we, we just – we don't know. I don't want to overreact off of week one, but – after a week one, I'd rather feel like the way I do now than after a loss. Yeah, and like you said, you know, I don't think Louisville is is a bad team at all. I saw a tweet or something that said, or maybe it was a fan feedback, I can't remember, said, no, because if it was, I would have brought it up earlier. Uh, Malik Cunningham's overrated. Man, that is not true. <laughs> that, is, that is not true. He's not overrated. Um, he got a little bit of, he, get, he was getting his, his ass padded. All, all pregame and everything, but he's not overrated. Um, and you, you don't, you don't want to hope you, you hope that Louisville isn't overrated just as a team in general, because it takes away from the validity of the win. I mean, you know, you don't beat a good team and say they're overrated. You beat a good no. team and say you beat a good team and say, man, that we just beat a good team. They're not overrated, right? right? And you, yeah, and you don't want to think that either, right? Um, I oh, don't absolutely. know if he's, an, I don't know if he's an NFL quarterback. I don't know if he's got the size for it, but he has been. He has put up way too many numbers, <laughs> you know, and done what he's done for way too long to sit here and say he's overrated. I mean, I remember a little while back when, I mean, I think we beat a Teddy Bridgewater um, Louisville team. Uh, I think we beat Geno Smith when he was twice. leading a ranked West Virginia right? team twice. And One of those was star- a bowl game. And he's, and he's the starter for Seattle this year. Right. Um, so you, just because you win a game against a good quarterback doesn't make them overrated. I mean, it can be a situation where maybe we might just be better than what what we expected and what a lot of that's other people what are. That's what and I'm I mean, that's just and that's what happened with the Dungies year, bro. We we were we were predicted to come in last place and win. The over under was three games. Well, we're predicted to finish thirteenth in the ACC this year overall. Mm-hmm. So. You don't know how good teams are. You don't know how yeah. they're going to be by the middle of the end of the year. I, I'm, I'm not going to change it. But ask me after the Purdue game. Right. I got Purdue as a loss. So if they win that game, David, to 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 to, to wrap the question up, uh, I mean, I might I might bump it up one. You know, I sit at seven and five, and uh, could be eight and four. Who knows? Uh, at K Nabiwaniak, effing boat race them still in shock. Yes. That was the, that was that was the thing was like they started to, they just you know they just kept creeping away creeping away and we were entering the fourth quarter you know and it's still what was it 
um, 24-7, was it? Entering the fourth quarter? 17-7, entering the fourth quarter is what it was. So I'm still thinking to myself, I'm like, they could still lose this game. They could still lose this game. There's, this game is not over. Syracuse has had a problem finishing games. They could still lose. And they go ahead and they score 14 points in the fourth quarter. Um, more points scored in the fourth quarter than the, than the previous three for Syracuse. And um, they just finished the game, man. They finished the freaking game. And, that's, and, and just put it to them. Took them out behind the woodshed and just whacked them over and over again. And, man, that's what you like to see. You like to see your team finish, man. They finished. So. Yeah, yeah. For a little while there, I didn't think. Uh, I mean, if if you're any if you're anything like me, I mean, it was just a situation where I was just waiting, you know, just kind of like we took the lead, and then all of a sudden they had that one drive with the one long play r- run play, and I was like, oh, they're going to break a couple of those throughout the game, right? But then I seen them try to get slick with it and try to be fancy already, and when you're doing fancy plays like that, then that's a key that other stuff isn't working. And when we stopped them, they're, they're, stopped them at fourth and goal. I mean, there were yeah. so many little things where it was like I was just waiting. And then the, the post came. And then Garrett Williams. I mean, in previous seasons, that's a touchdown. This year, Garrett Williams goes and saves a touchdown just like he did chasing the guy down before. And it's just like I was waiting as a Syracuse fan. Like, all right, when are the floodgates going to open? When are they going to break loose? And they're going to have big plays. And all of a sudden, a game that we've been dominating for three quarters, we're just going to lose and give away. And like you said, we didn't. They didn't do it. Um, Louisville was on, on plan B and plan C. And like Coach said, that post route that you're talking about is beat us at least twice in the past that he can remember. So, anyways. And then all of a sudden I look up, and we were winning 24-7, to 7 and I saw, and we had the ball, and I saw the time, and I was like, man, a lot of crap's got to happen. If Louis, Are we going to win this game? And then it, like, it didn't hit me until about five, six minutes left where I was like, Yeah, until you, when you felt comfortable. Because you're just waiting for disaster. Yeah. Because that's, uh-huh. that's what we're used to. Yep. To some degree. Uh, at Oil Cuse, our buddy Captain Patrick. Wow, Garrett was amazing. Amazing. Love the new offense. Thank God Sean was okay. Um, was that a dirty, cheap shot knee that got him hurt? Will we discuss that? Um, I hope not. Uh, defense was awesome. F Cunningham, that guy, Michael Jones. Uh, that guy is Michael Jones' little bitch. Uh, we... <laughs> Jeez. Uh, we fixed the wide receiver drops and the penalties and we'll be in the ACC title game. That's Whoa. the attitude I like to hear. But uh, yeah. pump, pump the brakes maybe a tiny bit. But you fix those things, though. You fix the drops and penalties. You're, I mean, yeah. I, I would, I would, I could buy that, you know, maybe. Oh, if I it mean, got fixed. Dude, but that's the thing is we only, I mean, when did they stop us? They would. I, I mean, mean, look. Uh, let's I let's just check real seen... quick because I I I don't. There was like it was a long time before we actually punted. It was right before the. It was two. It was two two minutes and fifty four seconds left in the first half. Yeah. Or excuse me, I'm sorry. That was not it, Joe. Three three minutes and sixteen seconds left in the um, first half when we punted. Okay. Yeah, I knew that it was close. So. I mean, we were putting up long drives. And then yeah, we were killing the clock. Our first two possessions killed the clock. Yeah, they only had the ball four times in the first half. So that was another portion of it is that we kept the ball out of Malik Cunningham's hands. And then we get to the second half. He's frustrated trying to force things. And that's when he made mistakes. And realistically, we only we the third quarter, we 
we stopped ourselves. We didn't score anything in the third quarter because of false starts and holdings and yeah. legal formations. And I mean, that was the only time that I felt like we punted and, and that we didn't get, you know, some type of points or so, at least a field position change. It was um, a five play you know. series, a seven play series to start the second half. But you know what? There was no three and outs for Syracuse. That's a that's a that's a huge turnaround. There's yeah. no there's no three and outs for Syracuse yesterday. And they, like like we mentioned, they destroyed the clock, um, especially at the start of the game. Where's the defense out? We've talked in previous years about, you know, this offense has got to sustain drives to give this defense a break. I mean, this defense is gassed in the third quarter, hands on hips, um, you know, all the time last year and previous years. And they just they're they're amazing and they're they're awesome athletes, but man, they can't just be out there the whole time either. So um, yeah. sustaining drives is huge, and if they if this offense can at least continue to do that and and you know move the ball a little bit, get a couple first downs, and be able to punt and even play a field position game and giving your defense a break, that's huge. That's 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 night and day from what we've what we're used to. Yeah, and then the play calling. I mean, you looked at passes and runs for the longest time. They were it was fifty fifty until we got near the end of the game, and we were pretty much just trying to run the clock out and with with runs, and we were running almost every down. But like like you said, no three and outs, sustaining drives all the while, still <laughs> having false start penalties and still getting first downs and sustaining drives. Like yeah, overcoming yeah, I mean, oh, the adversity of the penalties was huge because yeah, there was a couple they could have just. There would have been over. I think they yeah. scored on a couple of those drives. I should have paid more attention to that, but yeah. I don't know. But that. in a nine and Beck, I mean, look, they had. I mean, they had Louisville guessing. They had me guessing. I had no idea what was coming, and that was kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of awesome. That's right. Uh, at baptized by fire seven, the offense did what I thought it could do with the new offensive coordinator. Uh, mm-hmm. I said we'd score 34 points, and we scored 31. By the way, I had 31, and we scored 31. So uh, That defense, wow. I knew it would be good, but wow. <laughs> you like that, Joe? Yeah. And <laughs> that young D-line played like vets. I never, I never thought we'd only give up seven with a start to the season. Yeah, only giving up seven mm-hmm. points is huge, and I think um, I think it was Michael who said, you know, maybe could have shut him out had it not been for some of the ticky tack stuff. But you never know. You know what? I'm fine with the seven. I would have never <laughs> if, if if you would have told me Louisville would only score seven points, and not even told me the Syracuse score, I would I would have never believed you anyway. No, let no. alone thirty one to seven. Nope. Right. <laughs> Not after how many points they've scored against us the last two years. No. Nope. Yeah. So uh, at Kevin Comerford, 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 I think it's Comerford. Um, I'd like to see better kickoffs into the end zone. That was one thing I noticed, too. So I agree. Less penalties, obviously, as everybody's take. And maybe take our starters out when the game isn't in question. But GD, it, is, this is one hell of a start. Fantastic game, and the dome was loud as loud as I've heard it in years. So, the the starters thing, yeah, I was a little, I was question, I always question that. I always question that. I feel like we questioned it a couple times last year too. I'm just you know with the whole the whole um, Sean Tucker like injury scare thing, and you got him in there till like the last moments. I mean, I don't know. I just didn't. I agree with that a little bit. But 
no harm, no foul. You know, you got yeah. you got um, LaQuint Allen who who came in a little bit, could have given him a little bit more burn. So I mean, I don't know, whatever. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I guess that's why I'm not a coach, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, at Noah Blanchard, or uh, and yeah, No Blanchard, forty-four. Malik Cunningham should take that piece of paper out of his locker. Uh, if you don't know, I guess there was a tweet or something taken out of context about Mike. So it was dot, dot, dot. And then a quote from Mike, Michael Jones, which I went and tried to look for this today. I watched videos and everything else. And I couldn't find it. So something to the effect of um, um, Michael Jones saying that Malik Cunningham was not going to be a challenge for them or him personally. Right, and Malik Cunningham take, taped it to his locker and used it as motivation, even though it was taken out of context. I wish it, I would have known what the dot 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 was, but uh, it, anyway, yes, Noah, to your point, uh, take it out of your locker and throw it away. That ship has sailed, it's over. Uh, to Facebook, our boy Zach. Not even close to a full house, but man, the crowd was on point. Everyone was going nuts. The place was loud. Too much fun. Glad to, glad, so glad I bought season tickets. Schrader's passing is night and day. Yeah, I mean, it was the, it was the main thing Schrader needed to work on. He worked on it all off season, um, and he looked, he looked totally different, uh, in my opinion, coming out this year. And again, the crowd. Um, what a time to be a season ticket holder this year! That's huge, I think. Yeah. That's. Do you think? Do you think that his um, <clears throat> that after what you saw yesterday, do you think that that just kind of verifies that he did have an injury later in the season last year, I, or I do you think, think that? He, I, or what? What's my alternative? Or do, you, or do you think that it's just really just a fluke? Him him putting in the work and the coaches and everything like that. I think it's probably a little bit of both. Okay. I think it, I think it has to be. I, I, there's no doubt. Last year that he sh- suffered some kind of injury after the Virginia Tech game, he did not look comfortable. Um, and we think that that the injury happened a couple weeks before that, right? Um, right. So, yeah, I don't think he was ever really that comfortable last season. And another reason why I want him to slide is because, you know, you know, we don't want to have a nagging injury that's going to – a stinger or something that just just keeps rearing its ugly head because you keep putting yourself in situations where you just keep injuring it and it just never – it just doesn't give it the time to heal, right? Right. So, um, yeah, but I do think he just – because he looks so much more comfortable and, like, his – his trajectory and the way he's throwing the ball and he's throwing over, throwing over defenders and everything. I just thought it looked better. Like all in all, it felt like it looked better. Well, I saw a little bit of, I mean, I saw the coaches implement some plays like the Sean Tucker plays, you know, the little running back swings and passes and stuff to where they made some throws easier. You know, he's got some easier throwing. I mean, it's not, don't really take too much to throw it out there in the damn flat to Tucker on a swing pass. Right. Um, but like that first, what was it? The first or second play, um, to Gadsden on the sideline, the one that was dropped. No, no, no. He caught it. It was like the first drive and it was over a defender over on the sideline and Gadsden caught it and dragged his toe. I mean, that right there was a great throw. He was throwing, um, you know, back shoulder, um, throws. Yes. Having his guys coming back. I mean, those, those, those plays aren't getting intercepted. 
I mean, those are that's those are professional throws that the the people in the pros they they rely on those back shoulder comeback throws, and those are almost impossible to defend. <laughs> so you see some of the, I mean, that's just a little bit of what I saw, you know, with those slants too, you know, with the open, with the middle being open with, with the running back throws to Tucker and everything. I just think that overall, um, they just made it easier for him in the passing game. And he is completing passes that, I mean, let's be honest. He, he completed passes yesterday that he, last year that he didn't last year. Right. Exactly. Uh, Tim on Facebook. The only reason I bring this one up is because Tim is so negative all the time. He's probably the most negative follower that we have on Facebook and he's foul about it. So, uh, I thought I'd give him his due diligence here. Schrader improved passing. That's what I needed to see. Wasn't worried about the D coming in. That's about as, that's about as much positive props you're going to get out of that guy. So, if, he ain't, if if Tim on Facebook didn't have anything negative to say, or wasn't a whole lot, he could have pounded no. the penalties if he wanted to, obviously. No, but, yeah. I um, mean, there was definitely stuff he could have. But um, Alex on Facebook, very good start. Out, uh, very good start to a tough schedule. Uh, we got to keep the momentum going, play well, and don't turn the ball over. Think we could shock some people this year. So, yes, that's what that's what I'm hoping right there. Anthony on Facebook, quality win, defense looked tight, offense was dazzling, but the penalties have got to stop. Only prognosticator to call for the Q's win was Lee Corso, good call coach. Yes, everybody giving him his props on that because the whole ACC squad um, in the huddle picked Louisville, which I knew they were going to do, which doesn't mean anything to me, but I just thought it was funny that they were all wrong. So, uh, Adam on Facebook. <laughs> I think we have a very complete team. Great win. As long as everyone stays healthy, Joe. I mean, it does feel like a complete team. I'd like to see Stefan Thompson come back like ASAP. I'm a little worried about Elmore and just feel terrible that he can't stay healthy. Yeah. And, you know, he is like, what, a sixth year senior or seventh year senior? Six years. Devon Cooper's seven years. Okay, yeah. All right. (laughs) My wife's like, seven (laughs) years? That's what I... Yeah. Heather said it, and I was like, yeah, he's like 24 or 25. Uh, He's got kids at home. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Robert, on Facebook, I just really want to say, wow, not not sure most saw that coming. Could be an incredible year. And and that's it. My head's going to wrap it up. But um, the... The fans are hyped up, and this team had to come out and do that, make a statement. And we will see what happens from here. It's good to walk around with your chest puffed out today, and it's good to, it's good to have that little bit of celebration and stuff, but it's a long season, oh, yeah. and we've got an extremely tough schedule. And I guess you know we're just going to take, take it game by game. The Louisville game's over. We're not going to talk about it anymore. We're going to look ahead to UConn on Tuesday, and you know, go from there. But we've got UConn, then Purdue, then Virginia, then Wagner, and I think a bye, right? Yes. Yeah. And then NC State to finish off the first half of the season. Then yeah, even though yeah, but I look at that as like the split. Even though I know it's like five games and seven games, right? I look at it like I'm I'm looking at the season as. Your five first five games in your bye week is like the first half of the season, and then um then it's the gauntlet. 
if you can get through the gauntlet healthy and get to these other teams yeah, that you can compete with. The second half brutal. Oh, it is. But it's getting through the – even though NC State didn't look great on Saturday, you know, Notre Dame, I mean, they played Ohio State, so that's hard to, to, to gauge. But, I mean, Notre Dame – you know, NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame in a row, you know, you got to get through that healthy so you can compete afterwards um, with the other three teams that we're going to be playing after that. So there's four teams, whatever. Um but I mean, even Pittsburgh really is probably going to be pretty <coughs> tough as well. But yeah, um, that was as my... far as those pundits go, did you watch game day? Did you watch them when they were picking? I didn't watch game day live. I saw some clips afterwards. Have you seen Corso? Yeah, yeah. It's rough. He was drunk, was he? No, he's not he... drunk. <laughs> he's not drunk. <laughs> no, sure he's he old. Was drinking. Yeah, I know he's really old. He's still got he's... it though. Nah, dude, he barely talks. He's up there like weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> I know. It's bad. But he yeah. was the one that picked and even, you know, I'm watching we're sitting there watching it and the the thing came up and Heather's like, Oh, and there's she's like, They're all picking Louisville. And then I was just making fun of this guy because And then he picked like, Syracuse. And then he picked Syracuse and I'm like, the only guy that picks Syracuse is the senile guy up here that's and I'm like, Great. You know what I mean? But it's like I feel bad. Because I feel like when people get to that point, they sh- don't. I mean, yeah, he made game day. I get it, but like, you know, he's not running around throwing mascot heads on anymore. You know, dude, he's, I feel like that was like last difficult... year. It, I feel yeah, like we're only a started. year separated from this, right? That's what I mean. Yeah, I now, know. It's like he's struggling to pick a team, but yeah. alone, you know, not so. Fa- I mean. He's not saying not so fast as fast anymore. No, he's not. No, it's just, and it's sad to see. It is sad to see because that's a staple of just growing up. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. And then as far as the ACC guys, because I do enjoy the ACC guys too. I do you too. Know? Uh, EJ, um, EJ Manuel, by the way, real quick, he grew up in the neighborhood across the street from me. And I lived here, so I've been kind of rooting for him. And then he was drafted by the Bills. I rooted for him here because he was close. He's right. ba- Bayside High School is the alternate high school to where my kids go. So we're it's just across the street. You go to one or the other, literally. And they're, ri- oh, wow. and they're rivals. Princess Anne and Bayside are rivals. Um, so he went to Bayside. But um, he was drafted by the Bills. And I still rooted for him because he was a hometown guy. And then he ended up playing for the Raiders. So I love him. But and I like I like those guys, but and I do like the huddle. I feel like the huddle is one of the better shows, and maybe it's yeah. just because we're ACC guys. But I feel like it's a better show than than what most people are putting out for for pregame yeah. and stuff. You know? Yeah, I, I I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. And I'll tell you what, too, by watching it, you can definitely tell. I mean, Eric McLean, he was pretty high on us this year, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if you know that whole them not picking Syracuse to win some games doesn't change or, or, or you know because last night they were they were all talking pretty highly of us after oh the were they see i see i really 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 wanted to watch that and um i just was whooped i was whooped man i went fishing early in the morning and i'm surprised i, I stayed awake as long as i did but the pure <laughs> adrenaline of the game is the only thing that had me up when the game was over i was done oh so. yeah <laughs> so anyway uh look thanks for join us you guys we really do uh appreciate it and um you know there's there's nothing like coming back here and talking about games because if you've listened for long enough you know i hate filler and it is so nice 
not to have some filler BS talking about some BS. And uh, I'm just happy that games are back. Games are back, and it's still 85 degrees and sunny in Virginia Beach, which that's great. I could deal with both of those. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Thank you, all of you. Man, winning a game like that, dude, it's like I can't wait to go to work on Tuesday. Um, as weird as that is, <laughs> I can wait. I want my four day weekend. Um, oh, I had a four day because I had I was off on Friday. We have a oh, company. Friday, yeah. We have a company fishing trip. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, obviously, I mean, I got Monday off, but Tuesday. You know, I look at I look forward to that kind of stuff, and honestly, oh, it would have been even great, greater if uh, ECU and App State pulled those out. I was rooting <laughs> for ECU hard, dude. <clears throat> I was rooting kicker. for them hard, bro. And and Long not for anything. Kicker. There's a lot of ECU State fans around this area. I mean, um, a lot of a lot of um, I feel like a lot of people. That's like an alternate decent school for people around here to go so it's a lot of people from here go there but (laughs) and i love their logo and i love that they call their their um stadium the boneyard it's just a cool team so yeah you know what i mean it's a cool team yeah that app state game was crazy though i didn't watch that i missed it oh dude you know they scored six touchdowns in the fourth quarter who did App app state did they really Dude, they were North Carolina was beating them forty-one to twenty-one going into the fourth quarter, and then uh, they went down. And what was it? They, I think they scored to to tie it with um, shit thirty seconds or something like that to go. Despite, and they said, "Screw it, we're gonna go for two to win." Right, and it was a perfect dialed-up play, bro. Perfect, but it was just a bad pass, and the receiver turned around and started backpedaling, ball and going over his head. He, well, he was wide open. Well, that freaking missed field goal by. Well, he missed the PAT too. He did the for the um, East the Carolina guy. That's why it was twenty-one twenty because he missed the PAT. Uh, I gotcha. And then he missed the field goal. Yeah. But the thing with the North Carolina App State game was they go for two and they miss it, so they're down one. All right, so you got to do an onside kick. 30 seconds, no timeouts. They do an onside kick, and the damn North Carolina guy returns it for a touchdown. Instead of, like, falling on it or going out of bounds or anything, he returns it for a touchdown. They kick a PAT, so now there's 28 seconds left in – they're on, they're up eight, and there was like a fifteen yard penalty of like Despite. celebration afterwards. So App State got great field position. Despite I mean, the guy returned it past the fifty them. yard line with twenty something seconds to go. Two plays later, they scored a touchdown, <laughs> and they had to go for two basically to try to tie it, and they um, they missed it. So App State, I think it was sixty three sixty one was the final score. So they scored. The App State scored forty points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> That's crazy. It was insane, bro. 
In fucking sane. Fucking, is this fucking serious? What is going on? Oopsie. What? <clears throat> um, I'm just trying to see why the fuck this won't play all the way. It's like it didn't Despite record all the way. I mean, they the whole thing is there, but it won't do anything. Can have a show these days. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. It's like it's stopped. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Hold on. I can't hear you right now. This is playing. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but I... Is You're talking over this thing militia. real quick. I'm trying to see why this didn't... Those two unapologetically biased orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Huh. Hi. Good? What's she doing? Stop by. Alright, I've got to I got some shit to fix. So oh boy. Um anyway, not a huge right. not a huge deal. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.